Just be careful. I don't think I can bear to narrate what might happen next. On Christmas? What is this, Cod Air? No, wait, Under Siege? No, 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 oh, that's not it. Hey, John McClane, focus! Hello, and welcome to the Merry Mater Marvel Society. Socialites and Marvelites. This is our What If Season 2 review. And and we are your reviewers, uh, Davin, Dave, hello, and the D's of course are nothing without J's, <laughs> Jamil Robinson. True, salute, friends. How's it going? Everybody? Hello from the multiverse. Yep, Davin, are hello. you just gonna sit there, or you uh, narrate, or are you gonna do something? <laughs> oh no, I'm just gonna sit and narrate, and narrate. barely that. <laughs> I literally just woke up for this. <laughs> oh, well. well, good. You didn't even watch the episodes. Oh, I, I watched the episodes a long time He's ago. He's been in a coma since they've been released, and that's what he meant by just woke up. Con congrats to joining the land of consciousness once again, Jamil. Mm -hmm. Always welcome. a pleasure. Yeah, it's true. So, you know, we're going to talk about nine episodes here. Yeah. In some amount of detail. I don't know how much. So mm. But, uh, you know, to do that, we have several options here. I might talk about an episode. Uh, we might have 1602 with the Grand Master Mater. <laughs> yes. Watch out. Um, <laughs> it, or Maybe. we might have the multiple verses of Jamil. There's there's a lot of things that we could happen. Or I might even talk about it. You know, if I like the episode, I might have a thing or two to say. Uh, World Mind says we're at it early. But, well, we're... we're you know. <laughs> 3 p.m. is early. So <laughs> early. I don't know. It's 4 p.m. Well, 4 p.m. too. Um, yeah. Well, should we... Any opening thoughts from you guys before we jump into the episode? Like, I, 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 I think the first season was stronger. Um, but I, I enjoyed this season. Um, you know, I think there were some interesting choices uh, along the way, and um, I'm kind of curious on how this will keep going if it does at all. So, yeah, it was it. I was along for the ride, though. You know, for the most part, some of these episodes worked better for me than others, though. Overall, I felt me. that it was wasn't stronger than last season um, or weaker. I think it just felt the same, um, which is the um, ultimately one of the problems i have with what if uh the comic book when you open it up felt like its own self-contained story now there were occasional stories that did uh like continue on or had a sequel to something but the very least you it felt different from issue to issue mm -hmm. whereas this season and the first season could have been one season for the most part and there wouldn't have been any type of difference for people people are like oh yeah this is one season if you if you put all of them back to back there's a sameness right for a lot of the things um and i think if this project what if is going to continue on they need to start getting into the what if and not the 
well, here is the small amount of people that we're going to work with in terms of stories and just keep working in that ecosystem. There needs to be uh, an expansion of bounds. It's supposed to cross over and be bigger than what it currently is. Yeah, I don't totally disagree. Uh, I, I think that um, more of these, like what I loved also about the, the original comic books were that they were self-contained stories, that they can go anywhere, that, you know, your hero or, or whatever could sort of end up the villain. And I think that they do that in the series, in the that this television series a bit. But, you know, I think that they're like, no, but it crosses over and there's there's ultimately going to be a big battle. And these these all of these stories are always connected. And I don't need them always to be connected. I, I think that they could have a little bit more freedom if it's just like um, a one off, you know, kind of like the outer limits. And, and that's really what this like this intro sequence always kind of reminds me of when it comes up in the in the show is when it's um, uh, Jeffrey. Um, right? right. Is that? Yeah. Who's doing the. You know, time space come with me through the ultimate multiverse and i'm like oh yeah it's like outer limits style a twilight zone kind of style um you know and then by the end it's like but it's the guardians of the multiverse and we gotta like get the team <laughs> together and um you know so i guess i'm less enthused with that i agree Devin, quick question quick question yeah. mm -hmm. do you feel that this series outside of x-men because we know the reason why x-men are not being involved but do you feel that this series is able to touch any single part of the MCU in terms of mining for content? Because what I feel is they're like, they're sacred cows that they just don't touch. Well, for me, it's more like they like, they're having fun jumping through the past movies. Yeah. that like Rather than trying to explore new concepts in mine deeper into the marvel content as you suggest it's just more about like hey what would happen if this happened in iron man 2 or like what happened like it's that sort of thing and it's not quite in the spirit of what if is the comics as far as like i think this sh show would be more accurately called guardians of the multiverse because <laughs> yeah. that's what it's about like, yeah right it feels like that at least these first two seasons i got yeah, another least, well that's the last of it it was canceled was it not or was it canceled it's, after the third season? But I heard is it anything canceled. truly canceled? It's when I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but I think if they brought it back, they should embrace the more what if style. Like where it got crazy. It's like what if Aunt May became the Herald of Galactus? Like all kinds of crazy stuff you should sure. happen in those. Yeah, um, that's why. That's what but, this series for me should be more so. Less of this, uh, I guess, longer narrative. Um, the other thought I too I do have with it is that uh, it you know. Because in our Star Trek channel, uh, Live Long and Podcast, we love to do Star Trek radio theater, right? Where we'll kind of go through and we'll read the scripts and we'll, you know, reenact some of these stories. And um, th this show kind of reminds me of our Star Trek radio theater um, if it was animated. Because, like, yes, it's like Chris Hemsworth doing Thor or whatever. But it doesn't, like, if you actually shot this as a movie. Uh, any of these stories you like they wouldn't make the same choices as the actors right like so the but because they're you know they're laying down this voice work right and so it's uh benedict cumberbatch doing stephen strange sometimes um, it isn't though like it's not scarlett johansson doing black Widow, right it's lake bell that's another that was my other thought too is that sometimes like a few, so uh, mostly it's it's the original 
uh, actor from the MCU films uh, reprising their role, with the exception of Iron Man, Captain America, and Black Widow, right? I think those are the big three. And and um, those three also don't resemble their on-screen versions because I guess they don't have the likeness rights uh, to use like Robert Downey Jr. So they have this kind of generic looking Tony Stark, um, who I don't know if he resembles the guy doing the new voice, uh, who I think it's is like comic book Tony. It's like more comic book Tony. So it's almost like it's so it's, it's almost like uh, the mixing of those things kind of throws me off. And just like tonally, like the way that they these scenes play out, you know, like, oh, I guess um, Anthony Hopkins wasn't back to do Odin here. Right. It was some, which some makes sense. Why are you, you going to hey Anthony Hopkins? We don't have anything for you right now, but you could do some like, you know, voice over you know, from Here's your forty five million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> well, I get it, but like I guess like so, but having most of the actors back kind of you really feel the absence of these few others um when they're in the stories for me. And and just the way that like the animation plays out, the way these the way the performance kind of comes together, it's kind of just bizarre in some cases, you know? I, so I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of the voice acting is done via ADR, whereas, um, you know, these actors are like doing their their previous movies and they're like during their ADR session is like, hey, so let's lay down a couple of these lines. Um, it's for this animated project. It seems that amount of passion was put into it. Like they're they're doing something else. And it's like, in addition to here's a script, just kind of do a uh, two read throughs of it, you know, and uh, we'll be good. Right? I guess, you, you, maybe, yeah. Like, I don't really know what the process is. But when you come into all these episodes, one of the most impressive things is that you see all the names. You see, like, Benedict Cumberbatch and um, whoever, right? Like, they all pop up. And then a few other names you don't know because these are the voice actors um, filling in for other people. like Robert Hey, Lake Jr. Bell is from Boston Legal, which is a great Lake Bell, Who, isn't uh, it? Uh, uh, she plays like, uh, Black Widow. Oh, Black Widow. And they all do a good job. Don't like, but because they are definitively not those original actors and they're and the and the animation is definitely not them. It's just like, I don't know, it just I feel like we kind of kind of got a mixed salad here and it's just kind of off. So Murphy so tells us season three is coming and it has we are a getting season writer, three. show director. So if that means it's gonna go back to the more what if style, or I shouldn't say go back to, but kind of embrace that what if style more. I great. Not that it was bad, and it looks beautiful. Let's just say that it looks beautiful. It is... I would say my issue is that they have a single writer and director, or I guess showrunner. I want it to be an anthology. So hey, yeah, Edgar Wright, you didn't get to do an Ant Man. I want to see what your Ant Man is, or we, we branch it to different, um, yeah, you know, sure. talent and see what their story is about. Martin Scorsese. Uh, you want cinema? Let's see you make a, a, a cinema using Marvel characters in a different scenario. You 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 put whatever scenario you want. Let's do that. Let's let's get these different um, voices that are never going to be involved in MCU. Martin Scorsese is yes, never going to make exactly. a <laughs> and character wise project. too. Like right? like and, it's cool how they use Howard the Duck because he's never going to really be in a. Yeah, they're they're never going to make a Howard Probably the Duck. Not. It isn't practical at all. Yeah, I think they do. Like, there's like there's like three or four writers who are kind of on every episode, and then there's kind of a, only a handful of directors. So, like, kind of do have a small creative team here. But um, you, you know, know it would be nice though if they really made it a visual anthology as well. Like, they brought in a bunch of different animation directors. Yeah, and each episode had a different visual style, and that like the of... Animatrix. 
Yeah. Or um, Star Wars Visionaries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would have been nice. Or even Into yeah. the Spider-Verse, right? Which was not an anthology, but had all those different animation styles kind of yeah. coming together, right? <laughs> Let's that have a Lego so episode. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, that I think that's a good way to go. All right. Well, but, then yeah, on, on that note, I think we can probably it. get into the the nine stories, right? Is it nine? Oh, likely so. There is nine. Yep. yep <laughs> Do we? Yep. So, Do we need to? What if? What Nebula if we joined the Nova Corps. Now you know what? I'll start us off here because I like this one. So it's the best episode. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. What? Yeah. 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 It probably is. It's probably my favorite. Um. So what if Nebula joined the Nova Corps? So it's she's killing this character. Like if, when the MCU started off, if they were like, "What's a character that's going to be a nice kind of through line through the MCU, but also kind of grow and keep, you know, upping their role?" You wouldn't have thought Nebula, and I wouldn't have wanted that. I wouldn't be like, "No, let's spend all this time with Nebula." But I want more time with Nebula. I love Karen Gillan's portrayal of her. The way she's just like her delivery of just being so out of patience all the time, like like that. Yeah. It's a quiet irritation. Yeah, it's like a quiet irritation um, and boredom. Kind of. um, mm-hmm. But that conversation she has with Howard the Duck is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> it was fun to see Howard in kind of a bigger role. Um, but yeah, like, she's just like, I thought you were a cop. You, like, maybe you should do some detective work. She's like, that's why I'm asking you a question. <laughs> like... They did get Jude Law back for this too, right? Um, to do Yonrog. Um, yeah, I just don't care about Yon Rog. Like that didn't do anything for me. But mm-hmm. he, he probably did over a telephone. That's how much that how important his role was in this in this episode. Um just uh, to continue on with the um the praise for Karen Gillen, she yeah. is great. And I think it's going to be something that people are gonna look back on and really appreciate how diverse of a career she's had because when you look at the different roles um someone of her of her ilk her nature could easily have fallen into the uh pyt uh megan fox type of you know thing where it's all about looks but she's really embraced these different roles and really put her stamp down on on these performances and these these characters and and these movies whereas you can't think of guardians without you know nebula's inclusion at all mm-hmm. even right? the avengers now like uh, her role in endgame i thought was really cool um you know and how they used her there and karen gillen like i'm a big fan of her from doctor who she was uh, the companion of the matt smith 11th doctor apparently she only, like it was like she'd only done like maybe two little projects before that she auditioned and she got it and like so she was a great actor on that show having not a lot of experience before and then you know she went off to do this after pretty much and you know i think she's in the jumanji movies and a couple other roles but she is a talented actress um mm-hmm. and uh and, and and nebula's so far from her original amy pond character on doctor who like couldn't be more different um in in every way you know so it's justice for for selfie um, for those who don't know, she was in a, a great sitcom called Selfie with John Cho, and it was um, unjustifiably canceled. Um, so uh, people who who still appreciate it, we still hold the banner, Justice for Selfie. Justice okay. for Selfie. Well, so this one starts off with the coolest setting in the whole season, too, which is like Xandar completely shielded off. Self 
inflicted because Ronan's coming after them, but like they're completely blocking off Sandar for five years and then it'll open or something. No, a, it's a, a way Ronan. longer than that. It's but they're like five years in or something. Yeah. A Ronin yeah, yeah. that that dispatched of Thanos. Yeah. Ronin. So right. Serious Ronin. So that's a cool setting and having her a member of the Nova Corps um, kind of conscripted by Nova Prime, but we come to find out for nefarious means because she just wanted an attack dog that was loyal to her. Because Nova Prime is working with Ronin. So that big twist at the end. And that was cool. Can I use Nova Prime for a bit something more? I, I assume that wasn't Glenn Close, but maybe it was. But I <laughs> maybe what, what's Glenn Close been up to? Yeah, um, I don't know. So like yeah, I I pretty much saw the the cipher twist coming up uh, mm. when I was watching it. Doesn't necessarily mean it was bad. It was everything mm. was still well put together. That even though I could kind of like uh, telegraph, it was still it was still an interesting ride to get there. So mm. absolutely loved this episode. I loved the setting. I loved how it looked. Howard's um, bar. How its bar is great. Um, <laughs> the the single use of Korg that I enjoyed this season. <laughs> yeah. uh, did he get? He had using two of these stories, wasn't he? <laughs> yes, he was. I know uh, lots of things. <laughs> yeah, he was. He was fun. Like I like I like Taika Waititi as this character quite a bit, uh, and how he interacts. And like I didn't really love that last Thor movie very much at all. But um, you know, I think he's always fun. Um, and some of the, seeing these cool. interactions, right, is good too. A uh, little fun fact too, guys: the vo the voice of Groot and Drax was done by Fred Tashiore from Star Trek: yes. Lower Decks. Oh. Thank the prophets. Sure. Yes, yeah. I did. I did see him. He he's usually there. Same thing with Kree Summers, um, which people might know Kree Summers from a different world. She's usually a regular that usually pops up in a lot of uh, Marvel projects as of late for voice acting. Um, but mm -hmm. I will say that this was my least favorite of the nine episodes. Probably. Oh, wow. wow. So, wow. so we're coming at these from very different perspectives. You and I, wow. and, uh, Dave there. Mm -hmm. Jamil. Well, oh, hey, Jamil, I have bad. a question for you. Is it, do you believe that Dr. Jones, it's time for him to wake up now? <laughs> it is time. Okay. Wake up now. All right. But yeah, what's going on, Dave? What are you talking about? This is easily the best one. Easily the best one? I don't know. Like, just I, I just I I guess I wasn't. I was like, I guess less interested in the Nova Core maybe aspect of it. I don't know. Like, there's just. Um, do do you like Blade Runner? Do I like Blade good. Runner? Not not. I I actually didn't even see it until um, I met Jane. Oh, wow. She made me watch it. So uh, points for Jane. <laughs> I uh, I wouldn't say it's like it's a it, I, I thought it was fine, um, but I didn't I, I don't have a, any like um, deep appreciation for Blade Runner, uh, really. Yeah, so. Well, I'll be interested to see that. Rather than rank these out of ten, fellas, we're gonna just off the top of our heads try to rank them as where they go in our favorites this season as we go. Mm -hmm. okay. can do it. So okay, this is I'm, I'm your least favorite day. I'm interested uh, number it, nine. Towards, it's towards the bottom. Yeah, it's towards the bottom for me. Um, we'll pick a number. We're going to just shoot off the top of our heads. We're going to try to rank them as we go. We can always change our picks. It's eighth. Okay, eight. <laughs> okay. Jamil, where does this one go for you? This is one with a bullet. 
<laughs> yeah, it's one for me too. Interesting, interesting. I'm gonna see which one Dave's favorite is. That's gonna be fun. Yeah, please um, don't tell us until it comes up. Yeah, exactly. Uh, sure, exactly. I won't. <laughs> it's gonna be a great, great mystery. I'm excited. So, number two, what if Peter Quill attacked Earth's mightiest heroes? Who's gonna talk about this one? Jamil is. Oh Lord. Um. So it's gonna be multiple verses of Jamil here. Okay, this one is. Um, obviously, we're in a different world where uh, you have what the SSR um, has put oh, together. Oh, did I show this image? The Nebula image? That was cool. That was cool. Okay. Um, uh, in this case, um, was it Yondu takes Peter Quill straight to Ego, so they team up early and they start their expansion across the universe. Um um, he returns to Earth, and then you know the SSR. I think they have a different name in uh, in this at the beginning, but um, you know Peggy Carter's there with Howard Stark, and um, uh, was it John Foster? Or what's uh, Bill Foster? Bill Foster, um, and you know they have to respond uh, to this this great threat. So uh, they get. Um, uh, King Chikaka, uh, T'Chaka, they get uh, Bucky Barnes, the Winter Soldier, uh, they get um, Hank Pym as well uh, to to kind of uh, make an Avengers-esque team to try to contain uh, Peter Quill, who uh, for the most part um, handles them um, throughout their first encounter. And it really is the um, connection of uh, of a young Hope Van Dyne that connects with Peter Quill that allows him to kind of see his humanity and um, turn on Ego, who attacks the Earth and faces off against uh, the uh, the SSR Avengers, um, and uh, they rule the day. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I like this one. This one's in the upper half for me. For sure. Yeah. Um, I think they could have called this one what if the Avengers assembled in 1988 or something. Yeah. Like, <laughs> different Avengers, I guess. Um, or the 80s Avengers. Um, yeah, like this one was good for me. I enjoyed this one mm. quite a bit. Um, it was funny. Hank Pym was quite funny, especially. Yes. Uh, Hank Pym. I liked the connection there with Peter Quill and um, and Hope Van Dyne. I thought that was interesting mm-hmm. choice to have the young versions of them meeting at that time and sort of how they played into the story. Um, this was my favorite of the nine stories. Oh, wow. Okay. I had a feeling. Okay. I had a feeling. Uh, so yeah, you said, don't tell us till we get to it. Well, we're, we're here. <laughs> right, so, here um, you know. I knew once I, I said it, I'm like, it's probably the next one. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I'm, I'm moving up the Nebula Nova Core one. I just did my okay. little ranking and it's seven, okay. I'd say. So okay. not eight, seven. All right. So okay. I like this one quite a bit. Um, I like the, the selection of characters that existed for them to choose from around that time. It was fun seeing T'Chaka. I loved seeing Bill Foster. He was quite funny. That was interesting. Yeah. Like to bring him into Fishburne. it. I was like, uh, Lawrence Fishburne, who's he? Oh, yeah, he's hey Bill Foster. I forgot. Yeah. And he, the way he was using his Goliath powers was really cool, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and like the Goliath and Ant Man as a team, right? Like, yeah. You know? and, and of course, uh, of course, Thor and uh, <laughs> uh, who else did we have there? We had Black Anybody Panther, else? but the old. Oh, yeah, the um, chocolate there. oh um, uh, of course, Peggy. And um, uh, what's her name? Uh, Wendy. Kree Lady. 
Um, oh, um, Maribel. Maribel. Yeah, who um, was she? I, that was the most confusing. She was conclusion. the older lady from Captain uh, Marvel yeah. One. The uh, her like Doctor, was officer it, sort of thing. Her, her name was Doctor Mar- Wendy Lawson. Oh, Wendy Lawson. Yeah, Wendy Lawson. Like so, she's a net Benning in. She's in a Benning. Your favorite Captain, actress in Captain Marvel. She was the one that worked with um, uh, with. Uh, Carol and Monica. With Carol, um, with the project, uh, like got her involved in the project, and then the the real Annette Benning before, like the the AI used her appearance. Supreme intelligence, yeah, supreme intelligence pretended to be her. Gotcha. Okay, I I I had forgotten who this character was. Okay. Yeah. So So that was cool team. I thought I enjoyed that. I mean, how powerful Peter was and became was a bit crazy but my favorite part about the episode was the fight with ego that was actually quite fun because that's what one of the things they should be using this show for things that would be very expensive to cgi like do some crazy comic book stuff in these like that's the whole yeah. point of having this animated outlet for this stuff you know yeah but, uh, so I, I thought I kurt russell was, was good again you know as this ego character i like you know so. oh okay here's my nitpick Ooh, <laughs> my logic nitpick for this episode um Ego, ego is a celestial. This is like forty years earlier or thirty years earlier. Why is he younger? Why is he like look twenty years younger? Ego. Why? Oh, <laughs> he's a celestial being. Well, he can make himself like, look like, like whatever he wants, I guess. So you know, why is he, he trying to look younger for? Or like, why is he trying to look older for Peter to like be more fatherly later? Like, it's just weird. Like, why I should have had him look the exact same. I think. Well, I but, guess in Guardians too, when he shows himself as this older man, like, why did he choose that appearance at that time? Yeah. I guess, to to make himself feel like he could be Peter's father, so he just didn't accelerate that aging as far because he doesn't need to be the older Kurt Russell we saw in Guardians 2, he can be slightly closer to the one that dated his mom. So, oh, right, the one that dated his mom. Never mind. That's the It's weird that he thought that through so so yeah, so, yeah. Uh, intently, but yeah. <laughs> that that uh, expositional conversation to kind of explain this whole scenario understandably would have been cut. Uh but yeah, and by the time that keep in mind how old Peter is in comparison to how old Peter is later on in Guardians 2. Uh, how long he's been searching. He didn't have to search as long as he did in, you know, Guardians 2. Yeah, mm. right. It's a different timeline, but uh, his mom was still dead and he, you know, still reacts pretty much the <laughs> same. Dead. Right? So, <laughs> All right, let's rank this one. Dave's number one. Jamil, First. where are you slotting this one in? Number five. I am going to put this at number four. Ooh. Um, all right, so moving on to the next one. What if Happy Hogan saved Christmas? <laughs> um, go for it, Dave. Well, in this one, the Avengers are having a holiday party at the Avengers Tower. I'm not exactly sure when this story is supposed to be taking place, I guess, uh, sometime recently but before no. darcy went to uh university and got her doctor doctorates and before they sold the building before darcy went to um went to university so what after before the after snap, thor 2 after, after thor, thor 2, 2 but before but and before, before civil war 
before Civil War. Okay. Um, so it's on Christmas Eve. They're getting ready for this party. Happy Hogan's pulling it together at Avengers Tower. Darcy from Thor, the Thor franchise, and I guess also the Division. she's there as well. Um, Maria Hill shows up in this episode. Justin Hammer comes in, the villain from Iron Man 2. Well. He's the best part of the episode. <laughs> yeah, I think he is. He's yeah, because he, you know, he he's the most consistent with his original character, I find. Um, and then so he's trying to steal the Hulk blood from the tower on Christmas Eve because he's he's the Grinch trying to steal Christmas. Um, and then um, uh, but he gets to it first and he gets the Hulk blood, but he turns into the freak. This like not quite a Hulk character, but sort of like a purple version. That's from the comics. He turns into freak. Yeah. Is this a Happy Hogan? This is the real thing. Yeah. Okay. Um. And uh. And so yeah, Justin Hammer takes over the like uh, the Iron Man robots and um. You know the Iron Legion and there's a big battle that takes place and I I don't know like by this the end. A snoozer. <laughs> this okay. It's this I agree line. with Murphy. This is number nine for me. This is this was the worst on, episode for me too. I didn't like yeah. this one. Um, I don't even care about Die Hard, so there wasn't any nostalgia oh, there for me. Like, this was number two, this friends. Was, this, was this was number two for me. Your number two. You like this yes. one? Yeah. Oh my god. Darcy. No, Die Hard. Justin Hammer. Like what? What would be better? This is an amazing yeah. cocktail. Oh like, yeah. I got Justin Hammer dancing in this. Thugs that like thugs, which um, you know, try to leave as quickly as possible. Things turn bad and turn on the main villain. Love it. Love this episode. Um. Okay. Like you know, <laughs> it's it was kind of um. I, I guess with this show coming out around Christmas time, it wasn't the worst idea to have a Christmas episode. I was just like, I guess I never needed this from Happy Hogan or any of this but um and uh the the werner like ai which was kind of like a jarvis type of a thing but it was like werner herzog it was like all existential and sort of i was like i did that joke didn't really land for me um as, as a venture brothers fan i loved it. okay you know uh <laughs> oh yeah so the finale of this was like a fight between the justin hammer and the hulk ar- hulk buster armor against the freak which I found underwhelming compared to what we got in um, Avengers Age Ultron, you know, between those, uh, the Hulk and and, and Tony Stark Iron Man. So uh, I don't know. Like, yeah, this was... This one, this was where the season starts to lose me too and where you can sort of tell it's just one writer. (laughs) Yeah, well, kind of, yes, because the first two felt more like what-ifs. Like, certainly the first episode. Like, that was just sort of nowhere, this blocked-off Xandar thing. That was kind of cool. But, uh... The rest of it now is just like you can tell it's almost like the same person trying to do homages to different film styles or movies they like. Like we get a Death Race 2000 thing later. We get like the Die Hard nod here. We get like even the Blade Runner thing with Nebula. Um, it's just they this season really starts to feel like specific homages rather than being more Marvel Universe focused, I find. Yeah, this and one just that almost kind of feels like kind of lazy to me. Like anyone could have just did like nine movie homages. Um, well, this one, this one was the most, yeah. like when I was talking earlier about like, what if, if our little radio theater script reads was then animated, you know, and would it really yeah, yeah. work? And this is what, like, I was like the dialogue between Darcy and happy was campy and cheesy and unnatural. Something seemed odd about happy the whole time. He, it is, like, it is it's apparently John Favreau, but it it doesn't seem like John Favreau. No, um, 
Jen Favreau uh, over a cell phone. <laughs> yeah, it just yeah. it has this sort of like I guess because it's a Christmas thing, it feels like um, a little not quite grounded enough or something. I don't know, but it's just a weird story to me. So, Davin, did you like this better than the Guardians holiday special? Yes or no? This episode better than the Guardians holiday special? Oh yeah. Wait. You like this episode better? Yeah. I like the Guardians. <laughs> you guys hated the Guardians holiday special. I didn't hate you. it. I don't think my rating reflected in me hating it. You could look up the tape. I, I didn't I'm looking it I, up. Yeah. You gave it a six. Okay, so you didn't hate it. Yeah, come on. He hated it. He gave it one. Yes. So. <laughs> yeah, um, like to me, like all the internet's complaints about the MCU dying are mostly just describing that Halloween, that Christmas special. Like all those complaints are just kind of talking about that. But. Oh. <laughs> well, um, maybe. Well, let's move. Let's move on. Then we already know everyone's rating for this one. Uh, let's let's do a little snake draft. Um, let's go back to Dave for okay. Iron Man crashed talking? into the Grand Master from Grand Master Mater. Uh, was that the next episode? Okay. Yeah. Um, Number four. Iron Man crashed into the Grand. The Grand Master. Master. Okay, so this one was kind of an interesting one. What? Because at the end of Avengers uh, one, uh, you know, like Tony Stark, he pulls that nuclear weapon up into uh, the portal that Thanos had opened in the Shatari. And you know, in in the original movie, he cut he 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 gets through the portal just in time, and he falls down to earth and then the you know, hulk wakes him up by yelling at him if you recall but um and then they go get shawarma but in this version um the portal closes and tony stark is trapped in the the, the in space uh, and everything else and i was like okay this is an interesting concept like i i do like this idea uh, uh, but then he ends up on um what's that planet called where the grandmaster is um i don't even know um, pl- yeah planet hulk yeah yeah so they so it's kind of like what if if you threw Tony Stark into Thor Ragnarok, kind or at least a part of Thor Ragnarok, which of course had um, uh, uh, Valkyrie and uh, you know some of those elements and those characters, Korg, that... but no Beta Ray Bill. Yeah, no Beta, Ray Bill. Beta Ray Bill already. God damn it! Felt cheated. But Korg was there I again, um, and so Iron Man. Like I don't know. We got a lot of like Jeff Goldblum. Like I. So if that. It depends on how you feel about Thor Ragnarok. If you like that Jeff Goldblum Grandmaster character and whatever, I think that this would be great. But uh, man, this was a weird pairing for me. Um, you know, just how these two characters were bouncing off, like you know, because um, the Grandmaster the Death Race, it's okay. As soon as it got to the Death Race two thousand, I just checked right <laughs> out of the episode, man. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, how do you guys feel about the big race? Okay, it was a big wait. race. Um, uh, Are you guys which, on the edge of your seat during the big race? No, not really. No. Um, like this, this episode felt like the complaints people had about the MCU being too much comedy, because like mm-hmm. Deathmaster, uh, like uh, Grandmaster works uh, like opposite Thor because you know Thor isn't like trying to be quippy at all. Well. He isn't he like <laughs> he has quips, but he isn't quippy, right? Mm. He's not necessarily like making the pun or joke. He's like, who's the strongest Avengers? Like me, obviously, mm. world's strongest. Avengers. Yeah. It's like, no, it's not him. Like the, he's the butt yeah. of the joke, or the joke comes yeah. with him, right? Not you know, he's gonna say something clever, or witty back. Like Tony Stark bouncing off of Grandmaster is just 
it was tiring. It was it was tiring. Yeah. Uh, don't forget, uh, Gamora shows up in this story, not voiced by Zoe Zaldana, um, by somebody that else. Might be Lake Bell too. <laughs> it might be. I can check. Um, uh, who did who did her? Uh, Cynthia McWilliams. I'm not familiar, but um, again, like one of these other ones, I'm like, well, it's kind of like you know a mixed salad, like I've been talking about. So she shows up, and she's here sent by Thanos to kill Stark as retaliation for what happened in in the Shatari stuff. Okay, um, I think it would be more interesting to have Gamora here, or sorry, not Gamora, um, Nebula. Nebula. Yeah, Nebula. But um, you know, anyway, much, I think they didn't want to pair Nebula and Tony again. Again, yeah, I guess because yeah. they do meet later in the other in the main storyline. So I uh, basically uh, Tony kind of appeals to Gamora over the of this episode, and they eventually uh she like well they, they defeat the grandmaster together and then they kind of turn the t the tides on thanos at the end where uh it's it's so gamora and tony stark defeat thanos before he could ever do the snap and all that stuff um i think that was like this oh yeah, and grandmaster yeah he melded into a puddle i think that was like the, mm -hmm. the, the main port beats of the story if i missed anything let me know yeah there's not much here i mean there really wasn't this is number a lot eight of topaz a lot of topaz lot in this here. episode Murphy's very oh. Hawkeye was the better Christmas special than Guardians. Well, He's yeah. also right. This is kind of like red line, and that's why it's not good. Um, <laughs> yeah, Topaz was this was not a character we had met before, right? Yes, we yeah, did. it is. Topaz is in Ragnarok, and Topaz Ragnarok. is actually kind of funny. In, yes. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I didn't remember Topaz. She's the one uh, with the melty stick all the time. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. like, so I, I, I like, I like the, the concept here and where, where, but I don't know if this execution really worked for me and what, what so well, Jeff Goldblum, this character, man. Okay. Like <laughs> is so friggin' weird. Uh, and That's I, what they're I going I, for. um, you know, yeah. and I, yeah, like it's just, even when he was like, like, he's like a villain, but he's not, he's almost like this kind of, he's, a good, he's an elder of the universe. So they just kind of do this one thing and they're sort of obsessed with it. And they just kind of like do that. And his is just sort of like manipulating. Yeah. He's not good or bad. He's people. just is type. Yeah, he of just thing. likes to use people as chess pieces and that's his thing. But yeah, that's why he's the grandmaster. Uh, and he's the brother yeah. of um, Benicio del Toro's character, isn't he? The collector. Yeah, he's yeah. another elder collector. of the universe. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, I don't know, like this one was okay, but I'd say, where did I put it? I put it in the middle in my case. Uh, no, I don't No, It's actually eight. I put it towards the bottom. Ooh, um, eight for know, me so, as well. We agree. Yeah. I Camille? seven or eight, seven or eight. All right. Well, tell us about captain Carter fought the Hydra stomper. Okay. So it's a continuation of the first season episode where uh, Captain Carter is brought into um, this uh, reality, or not reality, she's brought to the present where um, she gets to, what's the the, the Limerin Star um, boat, where um, the Hydra Stomper, which is the um, uh, Steve Rogers uh, Iron Man type of suit from a previous episode, He's there. He's like he's the sub in for the Winter Soldier in this type of universe, where he Hydra has uh, brainwashed him and taken over the suit um, for their own nefarious means. Um, what we uh, later, what's it called it? Um, Captain Carter tries to get um, to him and capture him with the help of uh, this universe's Black Widow. Um, 
eventually it is learned that um, the Red Room has actually taken over uh, Steve Rogers and Hydra Stomper and is using this as a ploy to get um, Captain um, Carter in their grasp and uh, make her into a widow. Um, uh, eventually she does get to Steve and uh, Steve in a moment of clarity sacrifices himself to destroy the Red Room and um, uh, Captain Carter uh, says that she will find him. It's it's their um, it's their Captain America Winter Soldier. Type yeah, of movie, like, but uh, in this right, in this story, Steve Rogers is kind of uh, taking on the Winter Soldier um, identity, I guess, as being sort of the, the 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 friend they lost to the other side who became programmed to become this killing machine. Uh, whereas Bucky Barnes. I guess has assumed the um, the 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 Carter role uh, yeah. and being the older statesman and sort of uh, somebody who you know whatever and Captain and, and, and Carter is in the Captain America role, right? Yeah. So they've all kind of switched uh, positions. This this episode worked okay for me. I thought that some of the um, emotional beats between um, Captain Carter and Steve Rogers were were good. Um, you know, I thought that there was some strong emotion there, um, but. The stuff I guess tying it in with the with the widow and like the red room and like some of the some of this was less interesting to me, so um, I was kind of a, in a mixed bag. But yeah, I didn't like I did not need to see the Winter Soldier and Black Widow played out again as a amalgam. Type right, of, it's kind of what it was. It, it was like, what if we took both of these things and mashed them together and yeah, spun it I, all I, didn't, I didn't need it. It it felt like the sequelist sequel they could possibly do. Where it's like, let's take, let's make a sequel of a what if episode, right? Yeah. And not even the conclusion of finale like the last season's, you know, Guardians of the Multiverse was like a sequel to a story, and then we'll theme it after two of our movies, like pay home homage to <laughs> um, our own two movies. It's just like a lot of ancestral thinking. It's just no, I was not a fan. Like, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I like elements of it, but the idea, concept, and execution just all fall flat. Yeah. I'll put this one at number seven. Seven for you. Yeah. Like, it's okay, but it's like sort of also pointless in some respects. I feel like it's just there to set up that Captain Carter had to go into this other storyline and get sucked into this portal by the end. And that's really why the episode exists, I guess. But, um, like not it, it like and I think credit to Haley Atwell and to whoever does Steve Rogers in this version. Um, because I think that their their beats and their scenes together were good. Um, you know, and it's it's okay, like but it's it's it could be better, you know, or or not even done at all and do something else, do some other what if story. Um, uh, not instead of coming back to the same characters again. You know, so Yep, not great. All right, let's move on. Where are you guys going to rank this one? Uh, I'm putting this at number six. Um, I think I'm going to make this number seven and the the previous one number eight. I might shuffle it along. Uh, let's let's not do snake draft because I don't want to do the next one, please. I want to do the next one. All right, all yours. <laughs> um, I actually love this episode. This is my this is my number two. Um, this is what if Kahori reshaped the world. I just liked this character. Um, it's it's something a little different because 
which is what I wanted of these what ifs. It's not just rehashing the same stuff. And I like that they're creating new characters here in this what if, which is interesting. Now, I think they'll put her in the MCU. I mean, my theory for why they're doing this whole Guardians of the Multiverse double season kind of arc is they're going to bring them into the Secret Wars movie. I think the Guardians of the Multiverse will show up and that'll be our introduction to Kahori. And we'll see. But that's my theory. Um, who like, is this a character from the comic no. books or is, this is no. invented for the Brand show entirely. Yeah. okay which isn't uh, necessary there is a track record of that being a good idea for a lot of companies like um harley quinn is is not a comic book character it is an animated character that eventually crossed over to comic books mm-hmm. and and look how popular that character has become right right uh felicity but, right, smoke right. i don't was original character i think um and <laughs> your mileage may vary in terms of your opinions about Felicity Smoke. Sure. Um this this was a interesting one because it was very new and different. And so I guess I liked it, but I was like, who the hell is Kahori? And like, what is this I'm getting into? But on the other hand, like compared to the one we just talked about, the uh, the Hydra Stomper story, like which felt like just a rehash and kind of what what's the point of this? Um, you know, this was new and interesting and different and sort of um, very off 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 brand for them um, for the show. You know, it, basically the what if is like what if um, uh, like colonialism never happened or was you know thwarted by you know um things like that like this if it was a what if would have been called what if the tesseract fell to earth i think because that's what causes everything like that's what it is right destroyed and the tesseract falls to earth and then it contaminates this water source and that's what gives those people that find that water source those powers i just thought it was a really cool origin is she mohawk i wasn't sure i think so Um, Um, and the, I feel they like do say most of this say, most of this episode yeah. is in Mohawk, uh, Mohawk yeah. or Spanish. You know, most of it is not even English, uh, which was also different. You know, a lot of subtitles. <laughs> Poor people who don't like subtitles. Um, yeah. I liked it. Cool origin, cool powers, cool look, um, cool addition to the world of it, the Marvel. I dig it. I dug it a lot. Number two. What about you? What say you guys? But anyway, so Kahori gets powers. She finds that like a lot of her people historically have found the same water source and they sort of transcend into this place that it's basically a paradise. So they all stay there. But Kahori's just like the first one of them who's just like, why don't we not stay here and go help our people? So she, she's like kind of like the hero who gives up paradise to be a hero. Right. Yeah, they don't want to go with her because they're not warlike, but she's like, you know, you yeah. guys, you guys can be down here and have all this fun, but your people are suffering. Like it's um I think it was a very emotional story for these writers. Uh, you know, I think that, that, you know, it's, it's, it's an interesting take. I don't know. I guess I, the part of me was like, why is this in this, this particular show, you know, like why in this, what if, which is all about characters usually we know or storylines we know, give us this. Now it ends up making sense by the time we get to the finale, but you know, it felt, I was like, I when it was over and then we went into the next one, which I'm um, trying to re- even remember what it was. Uh, I guess it was he- the Hella story. I was like, Okay, well, I guess that's just a setup episode, right? That's what that purpose of that was. Yeah, this should be what what if more is what what if should be more as opposed to what we usually get. 
Yeah. Um, we get different concepts all together, you know, that like, you know, you literally change a point of which something interacts with the universe, and that's the story we're following. Tesseract falls here. This is what happens. This right? basically creates like the, the 1602 universe, right? That's what her universe is. No. This is not the same because I, I that was what I kind of took from it was like, okay, I guess this is the 1602 timeline where um you know they don't colonize America and like it's a different storyline, but maybe I, I misinterpreted that. Um Davin's you're muted. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think that's the case. I think 1602 yeah. is always kind of been a different thing. Separate um, thing. Yeah. But um, oh, that reminds me of that 1602 one. I might have to shuffle some things. Um, but this, yeah, this one, I liked it a lot. Uh, it was fun watching her and her people like kick the shit out of the colonizers. <laughs> a little bit. That was fun. <laughs> so no, they, I just when they burned all the ships, I was like, yeah. you know, mm, all right. Burn the boats. Yeah, that sun is. All right. So, um, yeah, rank number two for me. What about you guys? It's a number four for me. I four, I think. <laughs> I think I've lost yeah. track already. Yeah, before I have things, but yeah, it's in the upper part. Uh, right. Next one. Next one. We'll go back to Jamil then for this one. Yeah, this is number. Uh, I, I I decided to number move, seven. I decided to move my um Christmas episode to number three because this mm. is number two. What if Hella found the ten rings? Yeah, this is a good one. Yeah, it's a good one. So um, uh, in this episode. Uh, Odin banishes uh, uh, Hela instead of to Hell, H-E-L. Um, this could have been a title of a What If comic, too, really. Yeah. Banishes yeah. Her to Earth in similar respects of how he banished Thor. Right. Um, this, he, what if he had actually parented Hela instead of just locking her in, in her room, I guess, uh, for a million years? He, he learned his lesson with Hela, and that's why he took that different approach with Thor. Right, but what if he had had the thought in the first place? I guess is kind of what the what if yeah. is, right? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, she loses her powers and is sent to um, ancient China and uh, gets involved with uh, Wan Yu and, and the Ten Rings. Uh, she eventually is uh, uh, gets to Talo and um, no, but first she meets the Mandarin. Don't forget. Well, yeah, that's Wan Yu. That's <laughs> <laughs> Wen Wu. That's that's who I was referring to. Oh, are we supposed to call him Wen Wu now? Is that or is he? That's the his name. Yeah, he's the, the, well, the Mandarin. Mandarin he mocked. He's just like they named me after a chicken dish. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, interchange. Like to me, it doesn't make a difference, right? No, I just yeah. um, Talo and uh, has a breakthrough emotionally uh, and is able to find balance in her life emotionally. Uh, where where Hella, is for Talo? Sorry, you called Hella Tallow. No, she went to. Yeah, I know. Tallow. Yeah, I, I said know. before she went to. I said Hella. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Check the tape. Uh, All right, check. Uh, was able to find um, emotional balance to kind of cure, cure or curb her bloodlust, um, yeah. and then eventually, uh, as she returns to Earth um, from that realm. Um, Odin, who could not find Hela, thought the worst and went to um, went to uh, get revenge on um, the Mandarin. Uh, yeah, and it was um, Heimdall Hela who couldn't see her at first. Yeah, so. 
Uh-huh. And they brought back Idris Elba just to do a couple lines. <laughs> Telephone. I, I, I honestly believe that it's either ADR or they're like, hey, just, you know, go into your closet <laughs> and just have a just we're going to show you a picture and you just say these lines. Right, but like you know how we said, like there's no way they could get Anthony Hopkins to come back and do this. They got Jude Law, they got Idris Elba, like they got you know to come. I, in I'm sorry, this. Idris Elba and Jude Law are in a totally different level than Anthony Hopkins, right. Sir Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> I have to agree with Jamil there. Yeah, okay. Um, there's no, there's Anthony no Anthony Hopkins retired no. from acting. Who retired yeah. from acting? He's like a hundred. <laughs> He's like, yeah, oh, so- I'm gonna come back to do like 20 lines on this animated project. I'm never gonna watch. Not even <laughs> yeah. 20 lines. But yeah, so ba- Hella basically becomes the goddess of light instead yes. of the goddess of uh, death, yeah. which is interesting. So that was an interesting twist on the character, I, and I thought it was a fantastic episode. Uh, really like that Kate version Burnett. of her show up in one of these multiverse movies would be kind of fun. Like okay, I I want to understand the timeline in in what is, this story is because when Hela gets banished to ancient China, what year is this roughly? It doesn't really matter. It's ancient China. Like is Thor already born or no? No, no, he's not born. And he's he's two thousand years old, I believe, in the MCU. So it's like at least three, like 3, at least three thousand years ago, years ago yeah. or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, like who is uh Odin's wife, Thor's mom? Um, Freya. 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 She she in the story? Like I couldn't. Like no, I they referenced her. They referenced, they referenced that her? he that he hooked up with her. Yeah, like I just thought it was. Um, I was just she... trying to understand what what because I I, I remember like from uh, the Shang Chi story and everything like uh, when uh, when Wu the Mandarin got these rings and he ruled China, but it was like thousands of years ago and i i don't know i guess i was just like i guess i'm always more into timelines and chronologies and like i would have liked a little bit more understanding of where this was kind of fell um in the greater scheme like you know because there's also the eternals of course who we never really talk about but um they you know they're they're in the mix um i mean what if disregard for canon must upset you a little anyway Well, that, no, that, that's why I always loved What If because yeah. I, I guess you got to be canon. I like I want it to be canonical based on what you're 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 riffing off of, right? Yeah. But um, you know, but that's but then go wild but and do whatever you want. But Dave, at the end of the, the day, we don't know what other elements also occurred in the universe if that one change happened. True. Right. True. So it's not to say necessarily that um, Odin made this decision. There could have been a prior like situation that um you know affected the mandarin and also odin at the same time we don't know what that is but i i just for the most part i think it's like uh you have a loose trappings of the canon that you previously known and it's just it could it's malleable it can be changed or moved however it needs to yeah, and I guess it was right. So uh, I, I agree with you guys. I liked the story. I thought it was interesting to put these characters. I thought like Hella mm-hmm. was uh, more complex and interesting to me after this storyline was over compared to Thor Ragnarok, where she was kind yeah, of more of a mustache twirling villain. I thought, um, you know, she was even more interesting here, and like her uh, and the relationship with her and Odin, you know. And that's why I was like, I was yeah. like, oh, but, but she had Anthony Hopkins here. I know he's I like not going to come. Whoever did. Oh. Anthony or Odin was pretty good though because I liked the hell Jeff of it. Uh, I, I, I cast you out speech where he's just like, may she yeah. know mercy. She can uh, inherit the power of Hela. I thought that was interesting. Um, yeah, and so then her, cra- her crown is like, is like, um, um, 
Molnir, right? Like something that has well, to be it's, worthy. It's source of her power. Yeah. 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 Um, this one's number three for me. What say you guys? Also number three for me. I moved it down to. I moved it up to number two and moved to oh, Christmas wow. to three. All right. All right. So Dave, tell us about the Avengers. If what if the Avengers assembled in sixteen oh two? Oh, I cannot wait to tell you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think we all feel the same about this one. I wasn't sure. I was okay. Like I didn't hate this, but um, it was sort of. Ugh. For me, I, I was never that interested in the 1602 comic book either. Um, so I was like, oh, they're doing that. Okay. Um, so this is about <laughs> Captain Carter, really, like where she gets pulled into this other universe at the um through through the portal we saw her get sucked through from the other from the Hydra Stomper story. So we're kind of picking up with that, and we're in this new world where it's um it, it's it's basically the characters we know, but it's 1602, it's a different That's year. That's the weird that's yeah that's what i never liked about the 1602 universe it's just weird it's just it would be like what if dave but it's not it's like what if i was born in like 1540 i don't know like and and i'm still me it wouldn't be you so it makes no sense it's like yeah yeah like it right like so actually i'm gonna apologize to your favorite episode jameel that's number eight now this is (laughs) thank you get through this episode i don't think i finished it it starts with a play right um we're, okay, and this is why I, I got confused by it because um, because Hella's there, right? And I thought, okay, this is the Hella we just saw in the Ten Rings story, right? But she's now assumed the the, the throne of Asgard, and and so is this this maybe this is the same world um, as uh, as that? Maybe, maybe. maybe? maybe. Okay, so um, I'd buy that one. Right? What? Okay, what I got from this, and I'm confused too. Slash. I didn't care, <laughs> which yeah, which might true. be worse. I was under the impression that people were transported from different universes to 1602, and then they got transported back, like out of it. Maybe and they didn't know. Like they didn't do a good job of explaining it. Whatever it was, no, it's, terrible, it's a terrible episode. In my yeah, opinion. because because this is why I got like I asked you what was Thor born already when the stuff with Hela and when Wu in the last story because yeah like Hela's like in charge and Thor's there and Loki's there and they're princes uh, but Odin's not there anyway it's like a Shakespearean play that starts off the story uh, it's basically Loki doing um, Hamlet. Uh, at the beginning um and then uh we see captain carter in the storyline um she gets pulled into the rift she runs into the watcher who tells her that this is like a dying world um but she's not going to accept that and she's going to try to save it um i don't know what else happened in this story i I don't even know how to explain it doesn't matter just rank this one and move on this one's awful it's I like, feel. it's kind of like, it's just like, what What if we gave like a medieval, like what if it was medieval world with our characters? Um, it's, you know, like, I, I just, I don't understand the that's idea what of Most it. of these, that's what most of these are though. They're not like, what ifs are always, what if this crazy in-universe thing was different? That's not what these are. These are, what if Marvel was Die Hard? What if Marvel was <laughs> like right. Robin Hood? Because like, like the, the, uh, the happy hogan character and that is totally the sheriff of nottingham like 100 yes. yeah. like it's just robin hood but um, he can turn into the freak yeah well yeah yeah. Um, yeah but he can turn into the freak and of course you know hawkeye who was it that was robin hood one of them was robin hood but anyway 
I didn't need the Robin Hood Captain Marvel America. Thing. Captain America was kind of like a Robin Hood character, yeah, but then yeah, he, yeah. it turns out it's not really him, right? He he's like yeah, some yeah. kind of a of a of a of a vision or like something from the Time Stone. Uh, yeah. Because let's, you know, let's not talk about this. Yeah, this is episode just terrible. rank this. One I think I need. One. I think I, need, I I think I need to move this down my rankings now that I'm thinking about it because like yep, number nine. It's number eight for me. I'm gonna put it. I'm, I'm moving it down to eight. I I had it a little higher, but um, you know, I don't like this one now that I'm thinking about it more like intently. So a couple of my other rankings have changed, but um, yeah, I would say that like this one is it's more just a Peggy Carter story. It's more just an extension of the one we got from her previously uh, that leads into the next story, and, and so yeah, it's just which is number nine. What if Strange Supreme intervened? So just like the last episode of last season, it's not really a what if at all. It's just wrapping up the season, all the storylines, basically telling the story of Captain Carter, which is what these two seasons are, which I'm fine with. In a theory, I like Captain Carter, but it's not really a what if series. This is like the Guardians of the Multiverse. But right, right. All right. So this one is the big, big, big showdown. Turns out the big bad the whole time is uh, strange supreme he's trying to re-resurrect his universe at the cost of all the other universes to finally be with christine she'll finally love him um because he had showed up at the end of the kahori story right like that was how that's that that episode ended where it's doesn't steam is strange like i'm here to nice to meet yeah. you or whatever right so yeah so he turns out to be the big bad it ends up being kahori. it's not no real big story here but like captain carter and Kahori end up teaming up, which is cool. They're a fun combo. I like Kahori. I like Captain Carter. This one's not bad. In yeah. a, uh, but it's not much of a story. I mean, I like them two together, but I still think this comes in at like number six for me. So. <laughs> it's number nine. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I liked this more than you guys. I would actually put this at number two. Um, oh, wow. But, so, uh, so you it like was the a big weird, spectacle of weird, characters. You like wow. uh, them throwing all these Avengers together. You like sometimes. Two? I I, I like of... the mixtures. I I thought that um you know like because you know I I I, I do respect what came before in terms of like they had set up here this 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 version of Stephen Strange and this version of Peggy Carter knew each other from this Guardians of the Multiverse thing. They have almost like a. A, a rapport with each other you know that's how the episode kind of starts because he saves her from 1602 world or mm. he gets her out of there yeah. uh, after she had saved that universe and then um the watcher kind of shows up at one point uh because we find out that Stephen strange is um going throughout the multiverse taking the universe killers like uh and then imprisoning them which captain carter is approving of but the watcher kind of says oh i don't know if you're gonna like what's going on here because Stephen strange wants her help in capturing it turns out to be kahori um i don't think we know that right away and uh you know and, and the watcher's like are you just gonna st-, you know she's just like are you just gonna be there narrate or are you gonna help or whatever mm-hmm. uh but although he could give her more information about what's what's dr strange is doing there but i guess that's out of character for him so he wouldn't do that um well you know, not so- for uatu uatu breaks the rules all the time yeah <laughs> Right. Yeah. A Watu. Yeah. So like, I don't know, like I, I did like the team up of Kahori. I guess if we we're going to have that Kahori episode, like bringing her back in this way made complete sense. I thought her and Captain Carter were a good team. <laughs> I think that this, 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 the, the tragedy of this version of Stephen Strange and how he had consumed all those demons and other things uh, previously, how that had really um, uh, added up here, you know, and I he think he's the coolest control. character 
in all of these what ifs is Strange Supreme. Strange Supreme, well, and Captain Carter, but like Strange Supreme is really cool. And I yeah. do think we'll see him show up in the MCU as well. Yeah. And I think his performance is one of the best in terms of like the people coming back to reprise their role. You know, like mm-hmm. we like Justin Hammer, uh, the, the, like the, um, the his version, uh, where some of the other ones, like I'm like, I, like I guess John Favreau being at the bottom of that list, or I'm like, eh, this Happy Hogan is not working for me. But so, yeah. so Captain Carter and Kahori save the day. They stop Strange. Yeah, and, yeah. and people complaining Amen. about like, oh, uh, Captain Carter was able to handle the um, the the stones without the um, major repercussions that Peter Quill and and Tony Stark did. One, uh, she's a super soldier. Um, two, um, she had the um, the Killmonger Ultron armor majority of the time that she was wielding them. So, mm-hmm. and and then three, um, it's just a story. She's Captain just Carter, get over man. it. It's just a story. Peggy just Carter. get over it. The Infinity Armor. The the one thing that, like, my nitpick, I guess, would be like, if, um, if, like, you know, Tony Stark was killed by using it. Well, why? About this, but you're wrong. The suit. suit. (laughs) We also we also saw what it did to the Hulk when he used it. He and all the gamma radiation. Because he snapped all of them at the same time. When she uses them, especially when she she doesn't have the armor, she's only using one at a time. Okay, but you know, it's like, she, she, like Thanos, Plus Thanos c- should be able to do more than she can, right? You know, so like because she's only human, she's not superhuman. Like, well, she, she she is technically not, no, not technically she's not. She's only the peak um, potential of, hum- of what above a human above peak, above peak. No peak, no, like no, she's it's peak. It's peak, but it's not above peak. Like she's not. This, this debate was just going on just now. But. Well, look, it's um, it's there's the what they say, and there's the reality. It's supposed to be peak, but the feats that Captain America does are so beyond that all the time. Like, yeah, it's just like, like you don't see any person jumping out of like an elevator, like in the, he does in Winter Soldier, right? And like lands on the shield. And, but uh, it's not just peak because he has a healing factor and a pretty friggin' good one. So he like, heals faster too, but not not as fast as like Wolverine fast. or anything superhuman like that, right? Like so, it's um, it's I don't know, like uh, it's just, when it's, it's a nitpick. It's sort of it's sort of peak like, human debate came up when people were comparing Captain America and Batman, and yeah, like well, Captain America would be technically better off than Batman, right? Like because he's got the super soldier serum, so um, definitely, he's yeah, not lame. <laughs> Well, we did it, fellas. We that did it. What if season two? Let's. let's, can, can, let's you, give can you the, rank? Uh, can you rank your order? I have my my order ranked out. I have mine too. Yep. Go for it. Fire okay. it down. So first one is uh, Nebula Novacorp. Uh, second was Hella Ten Rings. Third was Happy Hogan Save Christmas. Four is Kahori. Five is Peter Quill attacks Earth Mighty's heroes. Six Captain Carter Hydra Stomper. Seven is Crash into the Grandmaster with Iron Man. Eighth is um, sixteen oh two, and nine is Strange Supreme <laughs> intervened. Yeah, we we agreed on a couple of those, Jamil. So, yeah. <laughs> but not vastly different on other ones. <laughs> I'll give you mine. Uh, and number one, I got the Peter Quill story, like the uh, the eighties Avengers. And number two, the Strange Supreme, uh, the finale of this mm-hmm. series uh, or season. Number three, the Hella story and the Ten Rings. Number four was the Kahori. 
Number five, I have the Captain Carter Hydra Stomper story. Number six, Nebula joined the Nova Corps. Number seven, the Iron Man Grandmaster story. At number eight, the Avengers assembled in 1602. And at number nine, Happy Hogan Save Christmas. <laughs> I'll go number one's Nebula. Number two is Kahori. Number three is Hela. Number four is Peter Quill Attack Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Number five. Now it starts to get stinky. Yeah. Um, oh, wow. What a strange intervened, I guess. Then <laughs> Iron Man. Then Happy Hogan. And then number nine is 1602. I just So overall, Hella. Ten rings is the top one consensus. Yeah, consensus, yeah. Uh, yeah I, I have it at number three. Uh, you also had it at number three, Jamil. We all had number two. We all. Oh, you had it at number two. So, so you know, like we all yeah. consistently liked that one. I think that uh, that one. Yeah. And I think it's it Dave's like... such an outlier with that Nebula episode. Just such an outlier. <laughs> it's, it's okay. Well, <laughs> me in the Happy Hogan episode too. Yeah, right? it's, true. it's true. Yeah, that one that we're most divided on. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys wanted overall, let's do a, a quick little ranking yeah. for the, the entire season as a whole. Um, bring this in. Six. <laughs> uh, Davin's giving a six. Okay. Um, okay. Jamil? I'll give it a 73 Seven point three from Jamil. I'm just want to see what I gave season one. Um, so I gave six and a half to season one. <laughs> Look at that. Seven point five. Um, <laughs> wow. Uh, I liked this less, so I'm going to go with six, I guess. Mm. And so we we're averaging at six point four. Nothing. I guess it's okay. Is what we're you know what, mm -hmm. where we're where we're netting out here. So uh, something to keep in mind. As we, yeah. as we progress here. Um, yeah. And just yeah, a shout out good. to the creative team, Brian Andrews and Stephen Frank, who are the directors of all of these episodes. A lot of different uh, writers, but um, mostly that would that fell to, uh, you know, Matthew Chauncey, AC Bradley, and Ryan Little um, is, the, is the main team who brought this to us. So, mm. uh, and apparently we, are, yeah, like to um, Murphy's point, there was a Red Guardian centered episode. Um, you know, that was good. Also have Bucky Barnes, Bill Foster, and Ranger Morales. So I they cut it from the season. They cut it from the season. So it's apparently going to be thrown in season, season three. It'll be in the season three. Mm, yeah, Lord, instead. All right. yeah. Uh, and to Murphy's point, we have a point, United our, Federation of podcasts. Oh, yeah. Go ahead, well, Dave. Is will we get a Peggy Carter rewatch series? That's a tall. I like that show. Um, I did like that show. No, the answer is no. But the answer is no. Like but uh, yeah, I never watched it. So what? No, it was good. Did you did you watch Agents, Agents of Shield? Shield? Was good too. Definitely not, <laughs> bro. <laughs> I wouldn't read an Agents of Shield comic book either. So, um, just watch it for the train episode where the buddy calls uh, the the cavalry Melinda May sweetheart. Yeah. I, I think that. some of the stuff that they did, ex especially the Hydra twist, I thought was pretty well done. Um, I, I liked a lot of those things. So, yeah, like it's just not my kind of genre. I think. Did you did you yeah. see all the Netflix series? Like what? Like Daredevil? Daredevil. I watched sure. some of them. Jessica Jones worked. Uh, I watched Jessica Jones and Luke Cage. I didn't really watch Iron Fist. Uh, and, <laughs> Fine. 
um, Daredevil. Uh, here I didn't again. hate it as much as a lot of people, but I just Iron Fist isn't great. Um, Punisher, watched, was the, Punisher was the hardest one for me to watch. Oh, I you watched Punisher. Yeah, I never Punisher watched Punisher. And what was the the one that they teamed up? What was that? Defenders. 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 I watched. I I was watching that, and then I fell off. I was like, I don't like this anymore. So I stopped watching. It's it. canon. It's canon. You need I to know watch it is. now. I thought you know Sigourney mm-hmm. Weaver. And all well, that's good. They were good shows. Um, except for Iron Fist, it sucks that he's now the MCU's Danny Rand. But whatever, they're moving on. I, to I disagree that I disagree that the hate that Iron Fist gets should be directed towards Punisher, which I think was um, Punisher a lot worse. Punisher is just oh, almost I it was a fantastic show. Oh no, Punisher it's, was great, man. It's it's huh. it's basically grunting and spitting for majority of the series and saying what uh, Bada- Badali. Um, yeah. That's the dialogue. For it. Yeah. I, I'd even watch season two. I couldn't. I couldn't stomach it anymore. All right. Well, let's wrap this up, fellas. I gotta go parent. Um, <laughs> you, we we'll have a federation of podcasts. We do. Mm-hmm. Uh, where we have uh, more Marvel content. We got X-rated the X-Men animated review show over there. Uh, we're talking about the X-Men movie that was never made with the writer of the script, Bob Skier, on Tuesday. So check that out. Graphic Histories pub podcast. Great interviews. Just interviewed alex robinson next one's with michael t gilbert the uh, creator of mr monster and there's also aiming on track reviewing albums over there him and andre just talked about something um <laughs> they did can't remember what i don't know some hipster album i don't know um super mater brothers podcast which is pretty much what we're doing here yeah this is this channel but uh, uh our other stuff like survivor or yeah. big brother check it out yeah yeah. And hold um, up a movie podcast. We'll be out next week with our uh, video game episode. So check that out. Who's We're on actually going to rewatch Double Dragon from the nineties. <laughs> um, I have um, a lot of feelings uh, about that. The guy, the guy who was on the wrestling trivial debates. Speaking of which, <laughs> trivial debates. Yeah, check that out as well. And of course, right. our multiple and varied Star Trek content. Trek. Yes. Check out for you got sure. a question here from Sam. Would we like a what if series for Star Trek? I would. No. That's you wouldn't want it? The mirror universe is. It's awful. It's awful. <laughs> the mirror universe is. It sucks. You go watch them. They're there for you. Go watch Mirror Burial and then ask yourself that question. Okay. <laughs> Look, All right. Well, that's honestly, just one scenario. That's the homework. That's okay. the homework tonight. Honestly, what if does exist for Star Trek? It is kind of some of the novels. Yeah. Um, Kelvin so Universe. Just, en- good, so. just enjoy the novels. You can pick and choose what you want. I'd rather them spend more energy in making um, actual content that mm-hmm. moves forward as opposed to just mm-hmm. kind of delving Alter- back Alternate timelines yeah. and alternate realities. No yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you can only do so much of that. But um, And, of course, the Hellbound podcast. That was Blackburn, Michael Chandler. So let's get out of here, fellas. Happy belated birthday, Michael Chandler. What if, what if we ended the show right now? That, what that's if we a did? Great, that's a great one. Yeah, we oh, we'll be back for Echo. Check us on Echo. We'll oh, be talking about that. Yeah, we'll be back very soon. Quick turnaround on Echo, which is better than this. Spoiler alert. All right. Bye. No, it's not. All right. That's... Oh, my. <laughs> Controversy. Tune yeah. up for Echo. It's going to be fiery. Bye. for you for a long time. Time.
I don't think I can bear to narrate what might happen next. On Christmas? What is this, Con Air? No, wait, Under Siege? No, 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 oh, that's not it. Hey, John McClane, focus! 